Thank you for tuning in. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Fuse Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss perspectives that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out. And as always, join with us, connect on social media, and email us, info at Fused Marriages, all of our handles at Fused Marriages. All right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. How you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I really am. No, you looking great. You looking great. You always look good, though. But you know what I mean? You look, you looking, I'm going to say you looking great today. Thank you, boo. You looking cute, too. Hello, yeah, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and, and get started. So last week we talked about the sacred yes mm-hmm. and uh, the author being uh, Miss Reverend Deborah L. Johnson. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a good discussion uh, in regards to the, the, diff- the different topics. Right, We talked about uh, accountability. We talked about your words. We talked about your heart. So uh, we're going to jump into part two. If you haven't heard part one, I want you should marry it up. Listen to part yeah. part one. With this, this question, we'll put Give it, we'll drop context. it in the description. Yeah. Give some context. Yeah, we'll put absolutely. That in the description box so you're absolutely. Able to click on that and um, kind of ride this wave with us. So we are jumping into the sacred yes, part two. Yeah. Um, anything you want to say before we kind of move into see, it? See, you it's must, a lot. You, yeah, you must. <laughs> no, um, it's not even really about this, to be honest with you. It's just about in general. So, like, and this we can jump into, so I won't get too distracted on, on what on my mind at this moment. But, one of the things I was thinking about, I'm like, I worry about people. Okay. I worry about people and couples in particular, right? Of like, just like the suffering and silence. Mm, suffering and silence, yeah. Yeah, like the idea of like, you know what? They feel they're the only one going through something. They don't know how to handle situations. You know, they got, you know, kids maybe doing certain things they don't like. They got their spouse or the in-law, whatever it is, right? Dynamic financial issues, whatever that is. A lot of times we end up suffering in silence. And I, I worry about people like you see them smiling. But is everybody really happy? No. I know, right? Like, you, people hide behind the whole mask and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah. And I, I agree with you because we've been there. So, we don't yeah. say this yeah. from a position of, like, it's just y'all out there. Like, we have dealt when we felt like, man, our marriage is crumbling. Our family is crumbling. Yep, yep. I know I've spent many a night crying and saying, like, Lord, what is going on in my life? So, yeah. We say that in this whole show, really, this whole thing that we do is about trying to shed some light on some areas so that we can have conversations that are going to lead to better futures versus just thinking there is no hope. And I'm the only one, like you said, I'm the only one that's going through this. Nobody understands me. Nobody considered my perspective and our hope. Even in this, as we go through the sacred rest and any of the other kind of book studies that we do and have these conversations, it's really to glean knowledge from other experts, from people that might have other insights. And that's why we ask for you guys to engage with us, because there are some things that you might know that you might have experienced that we haven't yet. So this is an exchange. Um, that's what Fused Marriages is all about, is an exchange of information and sharing carrying one another's burdens um, and trying to lift each other up so that we can have successful marriages and successful families and successful communities. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Consider, you know, if you're liking the content, like subscribe, you know, follow us. Um, a lot of stuff we're doing is for free. You know what I mean? It's really from free. Cause we want to just give out what's in our heart to try to help people as Tristan just, just mentioned. But um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we got, we, we're here to help. We're here to help. We're here to help. So um, on that, we are in part two. Part dose of um, the sacred yes. So we are going to start with this conversation. This question is, what does yes mean? 
because it, it means it can mean some some different interpretations yeah. have gone around. But um, from the book, this is what she writes: It is important at this time to address what it means to say yes. Too often, you think yes as um, Think of yes as an agreement with someone or something outside of yourself. You say yes means um, yes as a means of indicating your um, concurrence. You say yes to imply that you are in agreement with whatever is being presented in the moment. However, your agreement is void of any implicit or explicit sense of responsibility. There is nothing in your ordinary yes um, that that you intend to do anything about. The actualization, the manifestation, the demonstration, yes, even the oper- operations, op- yeah, operations mm-hmm. <laughs> of the yeah. matter at hand. Yes, just means that you don't disagree. Thoughts. Man, that's a that's a that's a lot. Actually, so whenever you know we read it before, right? It was like I said, you're not kind of just going through it. Like, okay, man, you know what? I do say yes to a lot of different things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and. In reality, you often saying yes, like you say, you just agree with whatever that is. Mm-hmm. But from what I'm hearing that she's saying, which we know we can think about, okay, what is first of all, describe what is it, what does your yes mean when you say yes to me? Mm-hmm. So if I'm in a relationship with you and you say yes, you want to be with me, what does that mean? Mm. Or we want to work do this business opportunity together, you saying yes, what does that mean? Yeah, ooh, come on. Right. I'm thinking like we got to start taking a step back and saying, okay, they're saying yes because they agree that we should do it or we should be together, whatever that is. But what does that mean as far as how they're going to operate in that? This could really go so deep. If you guys have been with us for a while, we did a show a while back called Op- that. I don't know if it was, the title was Operational Definition. Yeah, it but is. That's, I think you got that it. That was yep. the title. So we talked about the operational definition and that basically is making sure that you both have an understanding of what your words actually mean. So Mm -hmm. in this case, we're saying yes. I think we talked about like, what is love? What does that actually mean? Um, So as we talk about what our yes means, because we say, I do, yes, I do to you forever when we're at the altar. And then we say yes along the way. Yes, we can have kids. Yes, we're going to be parents. Or like you said, yes, you can go back to school. Yes, we'll start this business. Yes, we'll move into this house. All of these things have different implications. And if you're not Mm -hmm. very clear on what that is, that's one of the reasons we do premarital counseling is really making sure that you are on the same page. Because you might say, I love you. I'm willing to sacrifice for you. What exactly do you mean by sacrifice? Because your sacrifice might mean... I'm going to pay the bills and their sacrifice might mean I need time and I'm willing to give it to you. So if you're not operating on that same level with the same understanding, then you're going to have some dysfunction. And that's Mm, in what we're talking about today, that saying yes, what does it mean in a relationship? And and here's the question I kind of want to pose. I don't know if it's even a question, but yeah, it's a question. So what are your thoughts then um, about when we say yes to our partner in the context of relationship, how is it that somebody can say yes and still be considered quote unquote selfish? Because I mean, I think even, even in, in the book, if I'm, I don't have it quoted in my mind, but it's like, she said, yes, doesn't mean actualization or manifestation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or something to that effect. She got some words in there to kind of put those together, but like, there are some other things outside of you just saying yes that need to be done in order for that yes to actually happen. That's how I understand it, right? So you can say yes, but okay, we now we got to describe, okay, how are we going to make this happen, mm-hmm. right? If you're saying yes to me as a couple and we're saying yes to each other, okay, what does that look like, you know, in regards to, you know what, you know, our time, we, we're committed to each other. How are we going to do our finances? Like what, like all this that needs to like come together. 
Mm-hmm. That yes is really a general statement. Okay, and generally I agree. That's in how general. I take it. Ooh, in general, good. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. like, I think yeah. you're gonna keep. No, no, no. I, I got more. Because, but go ahead, though. Go listen, ahead. because what I mean, this whole concept. If you really break down, I think a lot of the the problems, the challenges that we have in our our relationship is because we're not. We don't have the same understanding mm-hmm. of really a lot of things yeah. um, that can come from our background that can come with our experience. There's just so many keys to this thing. So um, in the examples that you were just saying, like we don't have the, the same level necessarily as she responds um, of commitment or responsibility to that. Yes. So for example, if your spouse says to you, yes, you can go back to school. That doesn't necessarily mean you, you no longer are bringing in income right. or it doesn't necessarily mean like you're going to be doing your classes while the kids, you know, have soccer practice, like who's going to take them. So really understanding holistically, the yes doesn't mean I'm taking on all of the things that you were saying yes to before this new commitment. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has to do with a lot. I've seen a lot of challenges in some um, relationships when there's a job shift, when Mm -hmm. somebody moves to a different position that has different requirements, even if that's just a learning curve, that can be a very stressful time on relationships because you don't have the same level of yes that you might have had before. But I want you to jump into um, what is meant by actualization and manifestation. You kind of hinted at it a little bit, but I want to get us all on the same page. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I I think we were just touching on a little bit, but about like, you know, we say yes, I think, like I said, it's a general kind of a statement that yes, I agree with in general, the statement of what you're saying or the action or what we want to do or how we want to achieve it. But at some point we got to come together and say, you know what, how are we going to make this materialize? Right. Cause the idea of like just saying words is one thing, but the idea of actually making something happen is another. Yeah. So like we can get some understanding on the words parts of it, but can we get some understanding on the action part? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I want to be able to like take the steps Preach. to get to what we're saying, not just yeah. say the words, what we're saying. Yeah. And I, and that might be the missing link is yeah. this. Okay. Yes. I'm in general agreement with mm-hmm. you the now what the conversation that must continue because that's when you say yes to a thing or to a person you're saying yes over and over and over again it's not the one time yes it's the yes every day yes what does your schedule look like today we say this a lot in marriage like you wake up and you say yes to your partner you say hey Mm -hmm. i do again i think we had a post on our social media about that you know it's just i'm saying yes i'm saying i do every day all over again now what does that mean post altar. What does that mean after mm-hmm. the crowd is gone? What does it mean when your husband is snoring in your ears? I'm not naming any names. I'm just see, saying, see, you're not right. I'm just saying, what does it look like? <laughs> what does it look like to say yes over and over and over to your partner over and over to the commitment yeah. um, of not just marriage, but all the stuff the marriage, you, you mad I called you out. No, you it's mad? okay. It's okay. It's okay. I don't snore that loud, y'all. That's what at least at least that's Listen, what I in my, in my head. That's what show. I think. Tell the truth, Shane the Devil. Yes, it is all in your head. <laughs> in it head. is all in my head too. Because until they recorded me one time, I was like, oh wow. Oh, that's what I sound like. Okay. I had to be quiet. Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> my sleep schedule has not been the same. Oh okay. my goodness. <laughs> so anyway. Got me breeze strips and everything. I'm like, got you breeze strips. Those are not working at the moment. <laughs> Pray for your girl. So anyway, but it's just, what does the yes look like on a consistent basis? And one of the things that she jumps into um, as we continue this conversation is talking about 
vision and how important that is to the yes. Any, I, I want to I read this piece real fast. Yeah, I want to get your feedback. Absolutely, absolutely. So as she's talking about the purpose of a vision is to increase the possibility of consciousness because a mm-hmm. lot of this yes is we're missing the other pieces. Mm-hmm. We're not really conscious of what our yes actually is saying. So remember the what that you envision is oftentimes tied to what you perceive as possible, which is always less than the truth, which I think is just a really mm, great statement. That's I just want to say deep. it one more time. Yeah. Um, kind of just recap that. Sometimes we don't really recognize the big picture, mm-hmm. right? Like we don't, we don't really see it all because the truth is so much more grand. That's why I encourage my husband. I encourage myself. I encourage our kids. I encourage everybody that I come into contact with to dream big because mm-hmm. even our wildest dreams are not big enough in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm with you. Go ahead. Okay. So continuing what she says, therefore the purpose of your vision is merely for increasing your possibility of consciousness. This is the one spiritual paradox, your desire to conjure up an, um, an image in your head to a certain extent, holding into or holding into this image will enable you to weather the storms, whether all seems foregone. However, you must not become fixated on your vision for the way to have this thing manifest requires steps and um, processes that you cannot imagine. Man. Thoughts on that. Man, man, man. Oh, so like, I guess the first thing, I guess, that kept ringing in my ears as you was just reading that is like vision equals possibility. Come on. Right. The ability to have vision. First of all, like you and we all, we all, we all say, you know, you should have vision. You should have dreams. You have, you know, but like why? Hmm. Right. Because. Ultimately, right, you want to be able to expand what's possible, right? If you don't necessarily have vision, like, you know what, that you can have a better marriage, you're going to get stuck in that old habit of what that marriage looks like because your vision has been blinded to the aspect of saying, okay, you know what, up, that's all it's going to be. You lost vision in that aspect of your life. Or you're in a career and you're stuck and you're like, man, I ain't never going to be able to get this house or get this car. I don't know. You lost your vision in that aspect of life. Because vision, love what she just said, Reverend uh, Deborah Johnson, it like it just expands the possibilities of your what you can be able to see your consciousness, yeah, of what's possible. So mm-hmm. man, I think I thought that just like kind of summed up. If I'm like trying to explain to somebody, okay, why you had vision in different parts of your life, that right there kind of helps kind of uh, bring it home. Yeah, I really like how she said that this is like this <clears throat> spiritual paradox. So we have vision so mm-hmm. that we can dream, but then also recognize that this is not the conclusion. Like this is not all there is Mm -hmm. to this dream, this dichotomy between push, but also recognize that these steps might be manipulated. They might have to change. And I think that's why saying yes is so important and saying yes in the same way, being in the same, on the same wave in the same pattern, because if my vision is so large and you say yes, without really understanding what it is to take this thing on at some point you might be frustrated. Like, I didn't know we're going to do all this. Yeah. I didn't didn't know what this was going to look like. You you said you were going, you know, you wanted to have kids. I didn't know that you want to have kids and want to go to work and you won't want me to help with this and this and this. So I'm I'm just, I'm just saying, so being able to have um, a a more complete picture, Mm -hmm. recognizing that even that could evolve into something because the truth is we don't know what life holds in the next step. You can decide um, to have children and then all of a sudden you have a parent that has to move in or you can decide I'm going to move to this city and then um, the, the, 
you know, the, the demographics of that city change. And now, you know, you're in a different kind of socioeconomic position or there's some political upheaval. So there are lots of different things that you have to um, yeah. at least converse about so that your yes is not empty um, and that your yes mm -hmm. continues even through um, challenging circumstances that I, I still know you have my back, even though this isn't what we thought it would look like we at least explored the possibility of what it could look like prior to us both jumping in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as, as you were talking there, I was just, I was thinking about also, like, I think one of the aspects that this touches on kind of in a roundabout way, where people say about other people typically like, Hey, they a dreamer, they a dreamer, they stuck in that dream world, a dream mindset. Right. Or just kind of, they just a big dreamer. Mm -hmm. Right. And the, oftentimes a person that is a dreamer, they get offended. Right. Because they don't understand like me. I'm like, I'm dreaming. How you going to kill my dream to say any other whoop de whoop de whoop. Right. Whoop de whoop. But like, <laughs> like start to clap. Start clapping. Whoop de whoop de whoop. But they get offended. Uh -huh. And when, which oftentimes I don't think they understand why they are getting offended or, or, or even what the people are, why they're calling them dreamers. Mm -hmm. And I think in this, in this snippet, she kind of describes maybe why. Some of y'all get called dreamers. I'm, I mean, or some people, myself, you, anybody else, right, get called dreamers. Is that there are steps that are required after you have the vision, mm -hmm. and if people don't know or can't see it, don't kind of like okay, they like they just dream of a different stuff, but they don't have the steps of how they're going to even execute mm -hmm. what they're dreaming about, mm -hmm. and your ability to kind of say have the vision and then have the steps. I bet you people have will the stop. Vision, make it plain, right? I bet you people write it down. Write it down, right? I bet you people then will make a take a step back and say, you know what? No, they not they 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 are visionary and they execute. Yeah, I think that the second part of what you said because I have been called a dreamer and I, as you stated, would be offended because mm -hmm. they would say, "Oh, you're so zealous! You have such great ideas!" And I thought that I planned, but on this, it's executing the vision. And then the second part to me of what you said, and that I think this addresses is be mindful. We talked about this in the first mm -hmm. part. Um, of who you share your visions with, who yeah. you share these things with, because some not everybody needs to know what you're doing. They don't need to know all your moves. That and that's true in business. That's true in your relationships. That's true in you know. And I'm not saying that you can't seek help, but I am saying you have to be wise because not everybody has the capacity to understand what you are called to do and what right. you um, are pursuing. Um, so even if it's and I'm just look, this is just life advice. Um, that when you are dealing with your spouse and when you are dealing with your partner, they should be a safe place. You should be a safe place yeah. for your partner to come and say, you know what, this thing has been buried in me for a long time. I've always wanted to do this. Or maybe I haven't always wanted to do this, but this just piqued my interest. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't really want, know why, but I want to explore this thing. You can talk your partner through what that exploration looks like. You should be able to. Um, and obviously you grow in trust as your relationship grows, as you um, kind of maneuver some tough times, as you enjoy some great times. But as you were as you were talking about that, I recognize about myself that I've had dreams because I'm a big dreamer. Like, that's why I really like this. You know, this book uh, is this idea of in my wildest dreams, I still can't imagine what my life would look like. Cause so far mm -hmm. it hasn't always looked like the dream that I wanted, but it has got me to the place that I am so that I'm more prepared for the dream that I'm dreaming and that I'm preparing for. So you said execution. I think that was a big piece is that whatever your dream and your vision is, 
have some ideas about what that looks like. So when you're sharing it with your partner, and I'm not saying hold on to it forever. I'm just saying, okay. I'm not saying hold on to it forever. Because my husband, <laughs> my husband, listen, he likes to think through and then come and bring me the final product. Thinking but, about thinking. Come on now. But for your partner to buy into your yes. You can take some of that and say, look, I've been thinking this through. What are your thoughts? So that you both are developing this yes together. And it's not, here's my plan, sign on the dotted line. Like that's, that's not, that's not partnership. Okay. That's an investor. That's not a partner. So I'm just saying. Um, So I really think that that, that that was a big piece. Mm -hmm. What you no, no, no. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just listening to what, you, what you're saying. Okay, so I, I wanted to kind of bring this up and get your feedback. Yeah. So um, the question is then, does your partner or is somebody you, you want to be with, um, do they have vision? Absolutely. I don't. If you're marrying somebody I don't, or something, I don't have to be somebody. It could be marrying a business partner, marrying a, a person. You can be marrying an idea, whatever that is. Like if you are married to something, you got to make sure it has vision. I would try to figure out if they have vision because either, uh, if you don't, I mean, hopefully, I don't know, you, you would want somebody that's going to like try to explore whatever is possible mm-hmm. in life, mm-hmm. in business, in finances, in travel, whatever that is, right? Can you see yourself going outside of the state you live in? Mm-hmm. Maybe outside of the country you live in. Can mm-hmm. you see yourself? Maybe some people can't see that. Mm-hmm. If both of y'all like that, that's cool. Maybe y'all can both, you know, sit, you know, in your podunk town and enjoy that, right? But but <laughs> if you have vision and your partner doesn't, it can be problematic, That's right? Hard. Yeah. It can be problematic. So I would personally I would try to say, you know what, if you're looking at trying to connect with something or somebody, try to understand what their what their vision is like. Yeah. And then second part, are they able to execute even previous visions? To yeah. kind of give indications, okay, you know, it's what's gonna look like in the event. It may be hard, it may be difficult, it may take a long time, whatever that is, but they got a plan. Yeah, I think it's interesting that in business, we look at companies' mission statements and vision statements and um, past performance. But in relationships, we just kind of like, ah, he's cute, you know. And I think that we have to be um, committed to more substantial conversations. Not Mm -hmm. that we aren't. I think a lot of times in dating, we're more committed than we are in marriage. Like for some reason... When we're dating each other, there's all kind of like we caking it up. We talking on the phone. We really like getting to know each other. And then we get married and we no longer feel the need to get to know our partner, which is really a travesty because our partner is continuing to grow. They're continuing to dream. They're continuing to develop. And if you don't if you're not intentional about continuing to get to know them, you're going to miss what a great person you're married to. Um, So I think that that's what you were just saying is just really, really critical to let them in on your process to let them dream with you to be able to be visionaries together but in saying that i want to point this out now y'all don't have to dream the same way you just have to dream the same direction and what i mean by that is you don't have to think the exact same way your partner thinks. So I might have these great ideas and Michael will put feet to them. Hey, Michael, I've got this idea. I'm not sure how to implement it, but I think this, this, and this. And he'll say, okay, you're going to need to be able to do this to do that. And then um, you're going to need this piece. Let me look this up. Okay, let me share with you what I what I found. Yeah, that's, oh, I don't want that one. I like that. Let's do this. Let's make this happen. And that's us dreaming 
in the same direction. We don't have to dream the exact same way. So what you want to do is you want to bring your gifts to the table. You want to be able to say like, I'm great at this and you're great at this. And this is how we can make this thing happen together. Because I believe in that seed that's in you. I want to water that seed that's in you. And that goes both directions. And that's one of the things that we should look for in our partner is not like, can we be their superhero? But like, man, they've got something in them that's connecting with something in me Mm. that we can both be great. Um, We're pushing each other towards greatness. But I just think it's interesting that, as you said, steps are required. But as as you say that, I was like, you know what? In order to like be with somebody, Mm -hmm. you got to need something. You can't go like say, you know, I don't need nothing. I've heard that before. Oh, I know, but that's a mistake. I think it's it's like it's not like they trying to say they don't need right. that person, but really, in order to have a, in my opinion, a good relationship, like I can't be exactly like you. I, you got to provide something to me that I need. Yeah, and I got to provide something to you that you need. Yeah, I don't care what that is, right? But it got to be something that we kind of are marrying up together to mm-hmm. really to get to another level. Yeah, that we can't get to by ourselves. So yeah. I think it, I think it could be offensive if you like I don't need you. I don't mean to do my neck. It mm-hmm. just kind of goes when I say it like that. People say that, though. I don't need though. you. I don't need nothing from you. I'm good. I'm straight. And I fellas, like, she she cool, but I'm, I got it. You know, I'm straight. Yeah, so I, I think that, that that, if you don't, if you don't recognize that that, even that attitude can be sensed, mm-hmm. then you're going to miss something out of your partner. So the last point yeah. I want to make sure we get to today is the need to understand yourself. This knowing. Um, So she writes, your unwillingness to look at what you think, feel, and harbor does not make any of it go away. Mm. Hey, just because you're ignoring it, they don't mean it still ain't there. But go ahead, though. What you you got? Um, Real talk. Your refusal to look neither camouflages or hides. Your expressions of acting out are always there and will be seen. There's only one who isn't aware of them. It's you. Come on now. Other people may not know all the details of what's going on with you. However, the energy of what you are feeling and experiencing screams so loudly that oftentimes people cannot hear a word you are saying. It's important that you get to know who you are, why it's so important so that you can love yourselves. Man, that right there, that right there. Hey, so this, this right here should be a, this expert excerpt to say, you know what? Stop faking it. People can see that something is wrong. Like you said, they may not know the details, but we give off energy about ourselves and what's happening. Even if we don't verbally express it, show it, this and the other, we dress it up. You know what I mean? Put our little smelling sauce on. Brother shave clean, come in there. But like, yeah, but like people can sense like, hey man, something ain't right. Mm -hmm. And it's because we ain't like addressing, ignoring it, trying to hide it, camouflage it. She said, you know what? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta kind of like this. Hey, stop faking it. We ain't got to tell everybody our business, but like you ain't got to fake the phone. Yeah, this to me is almost an excerpt that says get therapy. Um, because if you're not honest, if you're unable or unwilling to be honest with yourself, mm-hmm. you might need somebody to guide you down that path. Because even yeah. you should be able to say, you know what, I'm not I'm not the business all the time. You know, there are some dark spots. There are some things I need to clean up. There are some areas that I might need healing from because that's going to influence how you relate to your partner, how you, that's going to relate to how you relate to everybody in the world. If you're working from um, a a position of deficit, then it's going to be a challenge for you to really have 
fulfilling, um, loving connections because you're always on edge. You're always depleted. You're always kind of um, in in a position of frustration or, or pain. And you're projecting that to your environment. And everything that you touch is now kind of has that handprint of, are they all right? You know, and and then it can lead to kind of erratic behavior or relationships. So there's kind of a lot that goes into making sure that you really are taking care of your heart, that you are saying yes to you. Um, Final words? No, that's good. I mean, I think it's important because, right, you're trying to love yourself. I think that's why you have to kind of look at you, what's going on with you. Ultimately, you want to just say, I know I love me. Mm -hmm. Let's leave it at that. I used to be a teacher and I I used to make the kids hug themselves and say, I love myself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you, Sometimes you got to make it happen to, like that. To, to, to remind yourself got to. who you are and get healing for those areas of yourself that you that you might need it for. So we just appreciate you guys for joining us in this conversation of the sacred yes. Um, make sure that you connect with us on our social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram, and check out our website for more content and resources, fusemarriages.com. Let's talk about it. Bye.